0: comics, all the games, all those toys, all the TV, the animation, just give us, just give us.
1: Marvelites, ow! Welcome to this week in Marvel. It's official it's... Marvel podcast of a <laughs> uh, bunch of us being sick, plus comics and news and new releases. And all kinds of fun stuff. This episode is brought to you by Loot Crate. And we're going to get into a little bit about Loot Crate later on in the episode. But uh Ben, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great, man. I have a cold, much like how you have a cold, much like how Sniggles has like some allergy she's talking about. Oh yeah, I'm some Ryan. Uh, yep, I'm Ben.
2: I'm and Amanda. To-
1: and together, I don't know, we put on the show. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, we're all sick. Uh, everything's crazy. You were in Brazil earlier but this week. Obrigado. Then, oh, obrigado is earlier this week. No, that means thank you. That's the oh, only no. word that I oh, all right. recall. All right. Um, and then, so you were out, so we couldn't do the podcast early in the week. Then I was in Boston because my dad's retiring. Uh, congratulations, Dad. Yeah, congrats, Ben's sure, dad. Sure, he's listening. Steve, uh, John, Steve, Paul, Steve Kuhl. Steve, Steve John Paul Morse is his name. <laughs> Steve John Paul Morse. Steve John Paul Morse. Nice. Um, all one word. Yep. Uh, so we're only on Friday getting to record, but I'm excited that we get to record before the weekend. Yeah, or definitely don't want to record on the weekend. I do not want to record on the weekend ever. No, I want to convalesce. Yeah. on the couch or on a chair playing. How are you? How are, how, how are you doing in your recovery from being in Brazil? Good. The so we landed back in New York at 6 a.m. on Monday. We had left Brazil at 11:30 a.m. <clears throat> Sunday. It's, how does that work? Because it's three they are Brazil's the area in Brazil we were in at this time of the year mm-hmm. is three hours ahead. So you were really leaving at two thirty. And it was a... no, no at eight thirty. Eight thirty. And it's a nine hour flight. It's a nine hour flight. Mathing it up. Woo, for you guys. this is impressive. this week in math. This week in math Earl. Um, mm. But, it, you know, uh, James Gunn was on my flight because his flight to L.A. got canceled. I talked to him really briefly, uh, but he had a huge show because he went there and had an amazing crowd. They showed uh, a bunch of stuff from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Yep. <clears throat> and, the, I mean, I've been to – I've been in Hall H for the Marvel movie panels every year for the last couple of years. And it's like 6,000 people. And they're loud and screaming and excited, but there's something about this crowd in Brazil. It was about three thousand people in this room, mm-hmm. and they were like jumping up, holding their hands on their heads, screaming, shaking each other. It like- was like it like the craziest, most amazing experience. I looked at my wife because she was there with me, and I was like. This is incredible, and she's like, "I know." Do you feel like it's just they don't get this all the time, so it's I like suppose. it's a special treat for them? They're yeah. you know they're getting this once in a while, and it's, it's the biggest event of the year, absolutely. In terms of you know the pop culture stuff, so CCXP Comic Con experience was really really great. Did you know mm. the James Gunn's brother Sean Sean has a like tattoo big... of a wallflower? No. Does one, he, though? One of the wallflowers. Does he, though? One of the band members. Good for him. No, I have no idea. No. He uh, has a prominent role on the show Gilmore Girls. I've heard of that I, show. I know this because... I. Wa- oh, did you watch the show? I do. Did you watch the new episodes? I did. I watched the new episodes with my wife, and this kind of nerdy-looking guy walks in, and I go, that guy looks familiar. And I looked it up, and sure enough, huh. Sean Gunn. Yeah. Series regular. You want an even better thing? Let's, let's do it. And a connection to this very podcast... Jimmy Urin, mm-hmm. the uh, creator of all of our music for yep. the show, yep. is one of the Ravagers in Guardians of the Galaxy oh, Volume no, 2. And in one of the um, clips that they showed, which they also showed at San Diego, you get to see him killed. And the first time I saw it, I was like, yeah, Jimmy, because he's my friend. Yep. And then this time, I got a little up. I was, was like, sad. I was like, oh, no, they yeah, killed Jimmy. They kill, I can't remember his, his Ravager name, but I was like, mm. Rondu. Nope, not Rondu. Klondu. Klondike. Klondike. What would you do for a Rondo bar? Klondike Bill. Yes. That's got to be a character. That's... Good job dropping your pen. Ah, way to go, Sniggles. This is a Friday well, episode. Right. We're really doing it up. You guys know when we do Friday episodes, there are no rules. Just right. Just right. Just right. Yeah. we uh, got so much to talk about today. Oh, my God. So much Actually, we really don't have that much to talk about, which is well, great. Well, comics-wise, the new comics, we've only got a couple issues. It's fantastic. Which is cool. Yeah. Um, Want to dive into them, and then we'll get to all the other stuff? Yeah. I know we've got a Blake interview today. Oh, yeah. Cool. Do you um, know who he's talking with? Surely don't. Nope. Um, I know that Christine emailed me and said, make sure you plug Blake's interview, and didn't tell me who it was with. Terrific. So, Blake has an interview with someone. Guys. Sure- Listeners. This is a super cool mystery. Yeah, we're giving uh, you a surprise guest. Surprise guest. <laughs> Look, it could be um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Could be Mandy Moore. Could be Mandy Moore. Random. Uh, it could be Lyle. No, no, nope. nope. Lyle Alzado? Nope. Nope. No, he's, no, he's passed away. I'm so sorry. Rest in peace, Lyle. Anyway, uh, it could be any number of superstars could be Lyle... that Blake sees. Who's the Lyle that Julia Roberts was married to briefly? Lyle Lovett? Yeah, Lyle Lovett. Yeah. Could be Lyle Lovett. Yeah. Conway Twitty? Conway Twitty I don't think is with us anymore. No. No? I don't even <laughs> I, sure, I sure. honestly have no, no idea, idea who, who Conway, Conway Twitty, Twitty is. is. I just know that's a name. Yeah. No, that's a fair name. That's
2: Isn't fair name. he like an old country star?
1: Something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, Pinkies. one would imagine this is an old musician of some sort yeah. who's probably no longer with us. Yes. So. If you're so speaking of uh, no, for no for longer with winning. us, uh, if you're still listening at Thank this you. point, we appreciate <laughs> yeah, it. I appreciate it. And we're gonna dive into the new comics out this week, starting with all new Wolverine number fifteen, mm-hmm. written by Tom Taylor, art by Djibril Mordis- fan It's really good art. I'm with you in that I can't not pronounce the artist's name either. But it's really good art. Yeah. Colors by uh, Michael Garland. And this uh, last issue we saw that Laura and Gabby and Jonathan the Wolverine had stowed away on this pirate ship, the SS Yost, which is a nice little Ah! nod to our friend Chris Yost. Yes. Um, And uh, they they stow away to try to, you know, get to safety. They're trying to escape or find the people who are uh, messing with Laura. But of course, things don't exactly go the way that anyone had planned. On a number of ways, Laura gets shot. Laura cuts somebody's arm off or hand off. I was super let down by the pirates. Right. I thought they were going to be the fun, roguish pirates that we're used to. I didn't think they were going to be out and out bad guys. But you know, go figure. They're really terrible. They're awful. I I really especially the leader. Yeah. Um, But we we see all that stuff. Uh, we see Laura get super-duper pissed, which is awesome. Uh, we get to see the return of Roughhouse. Roughhouse. I don't We're remember in much about him. y'all. I don't remember much about him. Basically, you just need to know that he is a bad guy who shows up when people go to Madripoor. <laughs> and these guys went to Madripoor. He's a that, large... And Roughhouse is there. He's like... He's like... If you imagine Gimli from Lord of the Rings, but as like a yes. seven-foot-tall dude, it's mm. kind of the way I imagine him. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Uh, but really, the the he looks real like Rusev actually a little bit. He looks like Rusev could play him in a movie totally. So you'll call Rusev, yep. see what he's up to. Hey, Rusev. <laughs> Hello, Ben. <laughs> um, you you want to be in a, you want to be in an all new Wolverine movie that instead? we ha- we are not actually that making that we can't make. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Good um, job. Uh, we really get to see a little bit more about who's behind all the shenanigans that Laura has to deal with, and it's it's bad news for her. Uh, for Laura. Speaking of shenanigans, let's shift over to Avengers number two, written by Mark Wade. Gorgeous, unbelievable, amazing art by Mike Del Mundo. Colors by Mike Del Mundo with Marco Di Uh this is just the art in this this book is insane. Just the uh, the fights basically we have most of the Avengers have been trapped in limbo because Kang went back to Kang and the Scarlet Centurion. This is going to get really confusing. I apologize as we go. Oh yeah. Um, Kang and his other self, the Scarlet Centurion, have gone back and tried to smother the Avengers in their cribs, so to say, killed them when they were children. But another aspect of Kang, a future Kang, which has seen the horrors of a conqueror's way, saves all the Avengers, pulls them into limbo. The yep. only one want- I was hoping that Kang had a name. I was I I, I was hopeful he would too. Like I don't know. Papa Doughboy or Papa something Papa Doughboy like would have been great. I thought he was mo- going to be a Mortis initially, but no, he's just another Kang. Um, the one Avenger who is not in limbo is Hercules because for whatever reason, Kang did not go after Hercules. So Hercules is back on Earth. He consults with an Oracle. He gets this shiny piece of bling that means anyone who is around him is resistant to being dead for a little while. Which of course comes in very handy. Uh, there's this great fighting in Limbo where Del Mundo really gets to stretch his creative muscles where they're fighting all these different Kangs and uh, the Kangs are trying to locate the child Kang that Vision has hidden somewhere. Uh, they eventually find out he's with the Priest of Palma. We get Scarlet Centurion against Hercules. Uh, we get Hercules using his charm spell thing, charm spell thing, um, <laughs> to save the other Avengers. And uh, we get all the Avengers reunited with this Kang. To get the, and there's all this weird stuff with Kang's merging and dispersing. Uh, Wasp gets a big moment. Spider-Man gets a pretty big moment. It's just really cool stuff. I'm really digging this new series of Avengers. I think Mark Wade is getting the most out of Kang that he can. Del Mundo is just insane drawing. Uh, I love seeing his art. I love seeing his art on the, the most mainstream book we have. Like, yeah. it was cool to see it on Elektra and Wheel World and stuff like that, but it's just, this is the Avengers, and Mike Mundo's getting a drawing, and he's doing it in his style, and there's something just really awesome about that. Yeah. Also, uh, apparently, Spider-Man, uh, Peter Parker, is a Drake fan. Oh, yeah. I don't know that I've ever heard a full Drake song or more than, I mean, nothing that I could recognize, I just, I don't know it, but, uh, I like to think that Spider-Man would listen to Drake with Arun Singh, our friend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those are the only people I know who are Drake fans. Congratulations to Arun Singh. Just got a new job. Yeah. Good for him. We love him. Yeah. Send him a nice text. Totally. Uh, I, You know what? I haven't sent him a text. Send, send him a note. A text. But, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. should do. Make it personal. I had a good conversation with him a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So, it's good. Anyway, uh, next book is Champions, number three. Uh, written by again Mark Wade, Wade, uh, with art by Umberto Ramos, colors or inks by Victor uh, Olazaba, colors by Edgar Del- Delgado, and opens up first page boom smooch city oh yeah which uh, we thought you know was much more scandalous but it's uh, Amadeus Cho Hulk smooching with Viv the- it's pretty scandalous from Amadeus's uh, perspective. Well, he's he's like I want to get inside that. Yeah, I want to get inside that synthesizer mouth. Yeah, well, you know what? None yep. of this conversation sounds like it's appropriate and okay. Nope, that's We're okay. gonna keep on <laughs> though. Uh, they're smooching. But I, what I loved is like Viv is like, well, I was just trying to figure out experiences more or less. I'm not really into smooching him. Maybe I'll try a lady. And the only lady there is Ms. Marvel. And she's like, "Uh uh-uh. No time for experimenting right now. We've got business to do. Uh, It's really funny, just a bunch of events. And we get to see what I love are the thought balloons, but they're done from Amadeus as just pictures about his reactions to this whole thing, which also sends him down sort of a pack. A little bit of heartbreak. uh, But the kids, they get a uh, note that there's something bad going down in Sharzad. Yep. Good old Charzad. It's, com- it's been in Marvel before. It's an established country. Yep. Good good on them. Yeah. Uh, there's a problem going on. A uh, bunch of young ladies are in trouble. They're dealing with uh, some oppressiveness and very real-world feeling kind of stuff. And it's really cool to watch the champions navigate that mm-hmm. and try to do the right thing, try to support, while also letting the, the people of Charzad handle this the way that they believe they should. Yeah, because the bottom line is if the champions come in and just bulldoze over everything and beat the bad guys, the bad guys are going to come right back. Yes. They need to see one of their own having an effect on the situation. And that's what the champions realize very quickly. Yeah. And the other big part going on for the rest of the, the champions is trying to figure out who the heck's the team leader. Yeah. Uh, which is going to lead to a lot of funny stuff. Which I love the fact that Amadeus and Ms. Marvel both want to be the leader and Nova and Spider-Man are just like, let's Cyclops be the leader. So there's a part in, in the issue where Nova... Is like he like looks over. I think he looks to Miles. He's like, watch this. Yeah, and he like <laughs> says, watch this. And he says, like, I think so and so should be the leader. Cyclops. Cyclops should be the leader. There's uh an episode of The Simpsons, and I'm trying to remember what it is mm-hmm. where Bart is like, R-r-r-r-r-r-r-r. he's like yelling yep. and uh, he's basically just causing chaos and from it's Moe's, right? It might be Moe's. Could be the the uh, monorail episode. I don't know. I have a lot oh, of yeah. Simpson episodes in my head, but they all kind of jumble together. Mm. Anyway, The Simpsons are the best. Sure, and also the best Deadpool. Written by Jerry Duggan, art by Matteo Lolli and Paolo Villanelli, inks by Christian Dalia Vecchia and Paolo Vianelli colors by guru fx uh really tragic end to the last issue of deadpool where deadpool has been infected with some sort of virus by madcap that the virus is not affecting deadpool because of course he has a healing factor but the problem is anyone he's around he has just learned is getting super sick and he was just around his family he was around his daughter he was around uh preston's husband and son preston gets cleared she's fine they have all of them in like a comatose like an induced coma uh it's incredibly sad Deadpool is sitting in a cell basically just being like I need to get out of here I need to find Madcap I need to do this Um, they're saying you know why don't you let S.H.I.E.L.D. handle it and he says I'll be willing to cross lines S.H.I.E.L.D. won't so Preston gets him out of there um the way they make sure he's no longer contagious is Baruto um and then it's from there, Preston and Deadpool just going to every bad guy, terrorist, or anyone they can find, and just stabbing and shooting, saying, "Where is Madcap?" Um, and then they they have a they know that Madcap has basically taken over someone's body. He's growing out of some guy's stomach because Deadpool has seen it, but he doesn't know who it is. Uh, they accuse one of their friends of being the person who he's growing out of, and that doesn't go so well either. And suddenly, Deadpool. Um, loses his only ally and he's got to turn to the darkest of corners but it is so great so great the end of this with the trade we have out this week what a perfect time for this character to come back into vogue I didn't Uh, know this was going to happen I didn't know it was going to happen either it was a great surprise and I was so delighted great surprise great great. last page of Deadpool tremendous if you like 90's X comics you're going to be so hyped you probably already read it because this is Friday but still Friday Friday Friday. Friday, gotta get down No, nope. what is that Friday? It's the Friday song. Is that the song from it's the movie Rebecca Friday? Black, it's the Rebecca right? Black song. God, it's uh, the worst. Right. <laughs> Why is my chair sinking? Cool. That's the broken chair. Oh. Up next is... Thanks for the heads up, Sniggle.
2: You sat there on your own.
1: <laughs> up next is Moon Knight Number 9, uh, written by Jeff Lemire, and it's got uh, just such a great crew on God. it. Artists include... Greg Smallwood, Wilfredo Torres, Francesco Francavilla, and James Stokoe, Colors by Jordi Belair, Michael Garland, Francesco, and James as well. Moon Knight is an incredible book. This book is so friggin' good. It's insane. It's, like, been building and building and building, mm-hmm. and, like, this is – I think this is the penultimate issue of the arc. Um, I believe so, but I'll say this. I was kind of like – you it know, may not e- It just says to be continued, so who knows how much more – I just I wasn't sure where they were going to go with this. I I really thought you know, I wanted to have the best of. I, I wanted to have the best of regard for Moon Knight and figure like, okay, Jeff Lemire knows what he's doing. He's gonna tie this all up. But there were times when I was like, is he just gonna keep going weirder and weirder and not ever really get to an explanation? And when he gets to an explanation here, it's so sensible, but it's so sad and oh, crushing. Yeah. But it's like you're like, okay, that I accept all the things you've put forth so far. Yeah. Now, it really like. This is the type of issue that enhanced every issue that had come before it because now you can look at it with new eyes. Right. What you said, Ben. What I said. Uh, this does sort of clear the decks a little bit for mm-hmm. who Moon Knight is, for what's going on with his four ish personalities. There's, you know, the three sort of different personalities that we've seen been drawn by uh, Francesco Francavilla, Wilfredo Torres, and James Stokoe. And then the sort of. The quote-unquote reality of everything that uh, Jess been doing with Greg Smallwood, and here it, you get some kind of answers without getting all the answers, which no, I think don't is really great. Them. Right. Um, and bad, There's fighting. There's talking. And there's there's even hugging. But it is it's a really like sensible and interesting take on something that a lot of people deal with. Uh, so I think. You should definitely be reading Moon Knight. This is, Very good. The, so far, the best issue of the series, which has been great all around. Great series. So great stuff. All right. It's the moment we've all been waiting for. Yeah. It's me freaking out about the fact that Nova is back. Yeah. Uh, Nova number one. I read this on the train immediately after I got it. <laughs> I would almost write it in the office, but, you know, professional. Um, it's Nova number one. It's written by Jeff Loveness and Ramon Perez. The art is by Ramon Perez. The colors are by Ian Herring. Right off the bat... Rich Rider, he's back, he's on Earth, he's not doing well. His dad died while he was gone. Yeah. Um, he's having problems with the way he sees people. I, he's got some serious PTSD, I would well, say. bro died yep. and came back to life, was also stuck in, like, a nightmare realm yeah. with the worst creature ever. Yeah, so... The, big, it, the book ends of the book are really about Rich and his attempts to re himself back into home. For those of you who are worried that, oh no, Rich Ryder's back, there's nothing left for Sam Alexander, don't worry. A lot of this book is still about Sam Alexander, whether it's him fighting the Sidri on Ego. Can we talk about, there's this like, three page part of the story of Nova helping out Ego mm-hmm. that is like, I feel like Jeff Loveness coming through these pages of being super funny and quirky and fantastic. It's really great. Uh, It's great outer space action. We get Nova, Sam Alexander, with his family. We get Nova, Sam Alexander, with his friends at school. Getting into all different hijinks. Losing his pants. Having all of us. Trying to deal with it. There's a new girl in school that he uh, is trying to have a conversation with. It's just disastrous um it's great it it really all the stuff you've come to love about sam alexander is very much present in this book and look at this little like dream sequence where it's drawn kind of chris Eliopoulos style where he imagines himself saving uh the new girl from all these villains it's so much fun um and then we go a huge shout to ramon perez for drawing all the kids like kids like kids kids. very much like oh sam especially yeah they're clearly high school kids And it just, there's just something that's great about that. Like, you get that vibe more so. So we get all that. We settle back to Rich. And this is, uh, this is my favorite part of the issue. It's just Rich sitting in his backyard, trying to kind of reconcile the fact that, you know, he's, everything has changed. His father's dead. He's trying to deal with that. He's looking at a picture of him and his dad. And then he just grabs his Nova helmet. And what does he say? Um, I wanted to fly... He's talking about when he used to swing. He said, I wanted to fly so bad, broke both legs before kindergarten, but I wouldn't quit. I couldn't help myself, even when it hurt. Just beautiful writing, and then you just see Rich in flight over the Hudson. I'm assuming it's the Hudson. It could be any body of water. Um, it could be the Long Island Sound, Island, since his family from don't, I don't know geography. The Atlantic yeah. Ocean? But he flies. Uh, it's really well done by Ramon Perez, just depicting this beautiful flight of rich rider and then something horrible happens at the end and i am just and and then even the letters page with devin lewis waxing poetic about nova and you know this was this was right up my alley and i was so happy you know i wasn't i remember when we read the guardians of the galaxy arc where rich died where brian bendis wrote him out and i was like you know what if that's the way he goes out so be it it was a great death but i'm so pleased to have him back he's my favorite character and i think He's in great hands with Jeff and Ramon. They know exactly what to do with him. And their take on him as this soldier who has come back from war to a world that has kept going without him is, I think, completely different than any other Marvel character we have right now. I think it really brings something to the table that otherwise was not there. Yeah. Um, I will suggest something for listeners and for you guys as well. If you can... Check out a movie called Death Dream. Mm. It's by Bob Clark, who did like he did an amazing slew of movies. Um, Death Dream is unlike anything else, and it's about a guy who comes back from war. Mm. Uh, and it's a horror it's a horror movie, but it's also funny and weird. Mm. Um, this issue kind of reminded me of that a little bit in some ways. Um, it's Death Dream goes by another name, which I can't remember what it's called, but it's Bob Clark, Death Dream. Check it out if you can, it's fantastic, Um, really good, so is that issue. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. (laughs) On to Scarlet Witch, number 13, written by James Robinson, art by Jonathan Marks Baravecchia, or Baravecchia, and uh, this is Wanda on the Witch's Road. On the Witch's Road. On the Witch's Road. Can't wait to get back. On On the the Witch's witch's road. Road. And uh, it opens up in this great yeah, sequence. Nope. No, Sniggles don't sing. <laughs> uh, it opens up in this great sequence of this like monster dude tormenting these really peaceful people. And then we pull out we find out what the situation was. It's really great. It's just this cute little clever business. But then we open up into this beautiful double-page spread by um, uh, Jonathan Marks Baravecchia. Mm-hmm. And it's gorgeous. It's got that like mixed-media, classic, old-school... like um Kirby thing where it's using, you know, really cool art, very interesting colors, but also like collage type stuff and photographs and, and interesting shit. it's just this is really great. It's awesome art. Mm-hmm. Tells a story as Wanda is trying to travel down and figure out what's going on with magic, with witches, with all kinds of stuff. She's dealing with very personal problems. She has some very special help. Uh, and when she thinks she's at the end, the journey just beginning. Hmm. The journey continues over into Spider Man twenty ninety nine number eighteen, written by Peter David, art by Will Sliney, colors by Rochelle Rosenberg, Spider Man twenty ninety nine, along with his allies Captain America twenty ninety nine and Electra twenty sixteen. Um <laughs> are interrogating Iron Man twenty ninety nine, uh who's this little fella who who uh pilots the Iron Man ship and he's basically like look, I don't know why I'm back in time. I don't know how I was pulled here I remember being in the future they're trying to get to the bottom of this sect of the hands called the fist and um, he was one of the people pulled back and they're trying to understand what's going on Uh, meanwhile Miguel O'Hara has sent his assistants to this this uh, convention in Chicago where it's you know the type of Attend the type of convention that Parker Industries needs to be attending. He is also going back to Chicago. He knows that's where the trouble is. We get a little check-in on Tempest, his fiance, who is just getting out of a coma. She's got some bad news headed her way. Good news, bad news, fun. you know. She <sighs> has a little good news, bad news. Uh, and then we've got The Fist making trouble at this Chicago event. People starting to turn into weird, like, snake monsters. Um... The woman behind it all being all sneaky and mysterious. And of course, Spider Man 2099 and Captain America 2099 having to deal with an outbreak of snake people. Which 2016. Should, be, should be fun. Yeah. In, in 2016. Yes. Um, Actually, by the time they deal with it, it'll be 2017. This is true. <laughs> this is true. All right. Up next. Up next is Star Wars Dr. Afro number one. <clears throat> so excited for this. Written by Karen Gillen. Art by Kev Walker. Colors by Antonio Fabela. And this. This is one of my most anticipated books this year. Um, Dr. Afra, one of my favorite characters from the uh, Darth Vader series. Mm-hmm. She was great. And she's not alone. She's got Black Chrysanthemum. Mm-hmm. Something like that. The uh, Bounty Hunter. I imagine is Chrysanthemum. <laughs> I don't think the he would be-, be too pleased. The beautiful flower. <laughs> that would be great. I had a rabbit when I was a kid, and her name was Chrysanthemum. Ah. My sister named her. Congratulations. Oh. Yeah. She uh, chewed through my Nintendo cables. I uh, oh, lost my wow. Nintendo, and we gave her away. Wow. Wow. Because Sorry, get... guys. Yeah, The story got dark. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Uh, but in addition to Black Chrysanthemum, we've got mm-hmm. um, BT88 uh, and Triple Zero, the murderous, wonderful oh. uh, hijinks. Hopefully uh, they will filled. get a spotlight issue of Dr. Afro. I, Aphra. Oof, I that hope so. would be so. wonderful. They're the droids that you love. Uh, Dr. Afra, she's doing her archaeology business. She's trying to pay off some debts. She's trying to, well, not necessarily trying, but she is killing some people. Um, I kind of dig the idea that she's like, all right, I had this huge thing with Vader, and now I'm just going to go back to archaeology, which is my thing. Yeah. And we remember that, oh, yeah, she's an archaeologist. That's that's her business. She's, she's a doctor. Or is she? Yes, that's the question raised yeah. here. Yeah, so that's a big plot point we find out here. Uh, we've got some of these, uh, some of the, there's, a new creature in uh, Rogue One that I can't remember its name. It's like Lolo or Rolo or Rolflo or Farlo, Lorflo, Porflof Liflof, whatever its name is. It's we're, just, we're just going to let you keep going as, as long as you need really to. this really tall creature. Yeah. Uh, you know, you've seen the pictures of him. It, He's like got all the hair is. For more, you one. guys can go check out the art house film Star Wars or Rogue One: A Star Wars Story, which will be in theaters uh, the next week. There you it's go, exciting. You're but, you're welcome, Lucasfilm. Yeah, <laughs> you can write that check out to me. Yeah, yeah, me times two. Yes. Uh, so we've got of that same race. Two of those creatures show up in this book it's really cool there's a dude with a giant hat and i was like oh, oh i love a that hat. hat i love that hat We find out that that's not just a funny hat that's a real actual hat covering his yeah. funny silly head huge dome yeah he's got a giant oblong head good for him uh we, <laughs> good for him indeed <laughs> he crosses uh afra owes him some money so there's a little bit of business going on there bt uh, and triple zero uh, have a little fun with this guy. It's terrific. A this fun issue, with this guy in his stupid head. Yeah, this issue is great. Um, I will say it opens up a lot of stuff for Doctor Afra This is the first story because there are two stories in this issue. Yeah. But I gotta say, Kev Walker oh, on bringing the goods. Fire. Bringing the goods. As I, I like remember, to when say. I first saw Kev Walker on Exiles back in the day. Wow, and I was like, "This guy, has got something." Yeah, there's in this issue. There's a lot of um, Mobius vibe mm. that I get. A lot of like the architecture and some of the like the shapes and the way he does stuff, and very much that like 2000 AD European metal hurlant like vibe to the story, which I think is perfect and is very much him. Um, I I love, 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 love. No, you
2: yawn first. I didn't yawn. You both basis. shut
1: your yawns. <laughs> um, this is gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous issue. So much going on. And we also get a backup story, which is like the gift that keeps on giving. It's written by Kieran Gillen, art by Salvador La Roca, colors by Edgar Delgado. And this is a story of Afra's past. Tells you a little bit more about the situation uh, why she's in a weird way in the current day um, with her title, with the archaeology, with who she is. It also tells you a lot about her character, yeah. That um, you know the things that continue to shape her, and, and when you have a choice to make, what choice do you go with? sound a little Irish there. Oy. When you have a choice to make. Oh, when you have a choice to make. I like, it. I like it. Choices abound in Dead No More, The Clone Conspiracy, number three, written by Daniel Slott, art by James Chung, inks by Jonathan Dell and colors by Justinian Ponzer. Why are you using their full name? I, I don't know. Why not? You okay. know, give them some dignity. Uh, I was like James Chung. Who's James Chung? James Chung. Chung. <laughs> like, oh, Jim this Chung. Is, this, is, uh, this book is awesome. I love this crossover event so much. Something huge happens in this issue, guys, and something I was told about months ago, yeah. and the more it didn't happen in the story, I was like, oh, maybe they backed off and decided not to do that. So when it finally happened here, I was so like, hmm this is great yeah but we start out with uh spider-man and spider gwen who is dressed up as normal gwen stacy cosplaying as normal gwen stacy uh in normal dead reanimated m- yeah or or, or or new yude new yude gwen stacy with Wait, that sounds like nude nude new yude she's she's is not nude <laughs> new She is new apostrophe D. new, you'd. new you'd. Uh, you would new you uh the lizards chasing after them in the pipe and they get away from him. You got Prowler and all the Spider-Man bad guys on one side. You got Captain Stacy and more Spider-Man bad guys on another side. You got Kane, Scarlet Spider, back at Horizon University where they're trying to uh, do some... I don't know what they're trying to do to the Gwen Stacy they've captured. They're trying to but she's stop not her looking good. from going anywhere. Yeah. But they also... She needs her pills. Yeah, she needs her meds, man. Yo. And Kane shows what can happen when you're... Uh, when you're dealing with this affliction you get dope abs yeah. and great muscle tone <laughs> you just gotta you just get deadpooled. <laughs> yeah where you have those amazing He's like body but it's just a little scabby and stuff yeah super fit yeah good on him Oh uh, yeah i love this bit with the cop where wait they, before you get yeah, to the bit sure. with the cop there's a or maybe it, i don't even know if it's yeah i think it's in that point where kane is telling him all about this stuff like mm-hmm. oh this is what's gonna happen blah 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 and they're like oh But it's not happening to you so much the same way. What's going on? He's like, I don't know. And they're all like, hey, we should take samples of you. Yeah, yeah. you might be the thing. Blah, 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 blah. They're like "That's very, going to full science But mode. it's also very Kane where he's just like, I don't know, man. Yeah, he's like, whatever. Do you need me to punch something? Yeah. I also like the fact that when when they say, what's wrong with you? He goes, I have the carrion virus. Pulls off his shirt and Anna Marie just goes, my God, are you contagious? <laughs> like he would be that dumb to just like, you know, let them all. Dr- like I would have loved if he was just like, oh, I don't know, man. <laughs> Maybe rock and roll (laughs) because that's kane yeah um yeah but they call the cops and i love that the way that the cops don't end up helping them is so clever uh the jackal has his hands in so many things i love seeing all these bad guys working for the jackal and all being kind of and he has something over everyone like this this incarnation of the jackal has just been so cool because he's so calm and relaxed and he has a plan and he knows what he's doing. Even Dr. Octopus like, is working for him, whether he wants to believe it or not. Uh, Spidey and Gwen try to get to Kane and the Ver- Horizon crew quickly because New Electro and Rhino are going after them. Beautiful double page uh, spread by James Chung of Rhino busting through a wall and right into Scarlet Spider. I know. Great stuff. Um, some nice quiet moments with Gwen and Spidey. I like that. We're kind of talk about the trust issue. Kingpin has an unusual role to play here. Uh, they use the spider mobile. And then you get what I was talking about, and that is the big revelation. Yeah. Beautifully drawn big revelation. Um, like a mouth you could kiss. Yeah. And then another big revelation on top of that. Yeah. A twist on top of a twist. That last one, I was like, you son of a bitch. Yeah. How dare you? <sighs> How dare you? This jackal is like nothing we've ever seen before. No. Um, All right, last book of the week is a terrific one. Yeah, great one. The unworthy Thor number two, written by Jason Aaron. Too bad that is like the title of his book is a diss on him. Yeah, well, you know, he's not worthy. He's not. It defines him now. <laughs> How can you get away from it? I don't know. It's so sad. <laughs> uh, it's written by Jason Aaron, art by Olivier Quappel, colors by Matt Wilson. Quipel. What is going on? We have the greatest creators Seriously, in the world. we do. Oh, so good. Uh, it opens up with Beta Ray Bill bowing down to son and saying, take my hammer. Yeah. That it's yours. Anything you need, I beg you become you know thor and he's like my friend i'm not worthy uh just the sequence <sighs> yeah I just love beta ray bill you're when almost, he's written. You're right though dude what you're saying with the creators like we this is a week where we had del mundo ramos james chung uh <laughs> olivier Quappel, uh, yeah Kev walker is, just like the artists we had this week ramon perez yeah it's it's been incredible no ryan stegman yeah zero ryan stegman yeah we are gonna have him next week I oh think. boy anyway what can you do um, we got Beta Ray Bill here and it's just seeing Beta Ray Bill Guapel draws him so amazing yeah. like there's this second panel of the book is this like just it's a very thin horizontal panel there's so much emotion in this panel it's in like eyes yeah. yeah it's incredible it's such oh, great storytelling um, but uh, Bill is like Asgard is gone it's been stolen you know and then Odinson's like who stole it? These guys and then in comes some ships and they're blasting and there's all kinds of stuff Thor gets pulled in, you know captured he's in chains there's this crazy dream sequence oh yeah oh my Brutal. gosh uh, and we get to see the return of one of our favorite That, was, that Thor was villains that was wholly unexpected a and wonderful yes will we see more? what I like is that they kind of allude that This villain has been on Thor's mind a lot more than we realize, because in our time it's been a couple years now since we've seen him. Oh gosh. But for Thor, it's probably been you know a couple months, and he's still thinking about this. This guy weighs heavily on him, totally. Totally. Which is cool to see. Uh, We see the the cause. uh, We see what's going on with Asgard. We find out who's taken it, Mm -hmm. and we know why by the end of this, which leads into a couple page sequence. That was just incredible. I read yeah. this on the train. And I was like, ha, ah, 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 ah. It's it's awesome, and you get this feeling of like, Odinson, like why everyone loves Thor so much. It comes out so strong in these ish- in, in this issue, mm-hmm. in these pages. Um, big things going on. Will he? Won't he? We'll find out. But. Man, this is a terrific uh, book. And then at the end, the last page was like, "Come on, come on!" There's so much. How are you going to do that to my boy? A
0: lot of good books this week. Really, it's too many good books. Really tough to how how. And this was such
1: a and this was such a small week too. This is not like an eighty comic week. Eleven issues plus the two digitals. It's like really good, really high quality. Ah oh, man. Running, running mean and lean, as they say. I know. And literally, almost any of these, any of these could be up there. Yeah. They all have merits to be our twin of the week. I'm going with Nova. Yeah, of course you Obviously. Are. You should go yeah. with Nova. And I will. And yeah. I will not disappoint anyone. I'm going with Dr. Afra. Yeah, I figured. Yeah. There we go. But I, oh so many good books this yeah. week. Any, anything to, any comments, Sniggles?
2: I mean, I really love the Champion series, and I haven't read the newest, so.
1: Yeah? Want to yeah. read it?
2: Sure. While we're here. While you're chatting. Yeah.
1: We, while we're boring you. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to yawn and sniffle.
2: I, yawns are contagious. You can blame Ben.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, also on sale this week: collections, we've got Captain America, Steve Rogers, Volume 1, Hail Hydra, Deadpool by Posse and Duggan, Omnibus, Hardcover, Doctor Strange, Volume 1, The Way of the Weird, Guardians of the Galaxy by Brian Michael Bendis, Omnibus, Volume 1, Hardcover, Star Wars Episode 4, A New Hope. Star Wars Canon Omnibus, hardcover. Star Wars Poe Dameron, Volume 1, Black Squadron. Star Wars The Force Awakens Adaptation, in hardcover. Uncanny X-Men, Volume 2, in hardcover. And X-Men Epic Collection, Volume 2, Lonely Are the Hunted. Lonely are the hunted. Yep. Um, so we also have some digital comics on the sale this week. In addition to what we saw, and because we're recording this on Friday, I actually got a chance to read them. Oh, cool. Although, surprise, there was a problem with one of them, the Doctor Strange Punisher Magic Bullets Infinite comic. When I read it, had no uh, word balloons or dialogue yeah. or lettering. It's one, so of the, so, one of them silent issues. Yeah, it, not, not, not on inten- purpose. Not intentionally. Uh, but Punisher and Doctor Strange Battle demons and crazy monsters and there's exploding and things getting cut in half and john barber writing funny stuff good and, old john barber um it's it's really good uh you should be checking out the series because it's very funny mm-hmm. uh but also like crazy and dark and violent and plus infinite comics are just a really fun experience Barra-hoot. we also have guardians of the galaxy awesome mix infinite comic number two uh on sale this week's written by anthony piper layouts by mast Art by Luciano Vecchio and colors by Andrew Crossley. This is a wrestling issue, Ben. More wrestling issues. More? This is awesome. Yeah, it's uh, so. It, it's I like the suggestion that we should be writing a UCWF comic yeah. or whatever it is. One hundred percent. I'm down with it. Totally. Let's do it. Um, Screw these jobs. <laughs> this is. Uh, it's set at the Halla Memorial Arena on nowhere. Hala. Hala. Hollow um, for Hollow. Yes, uh, the, there's this like champion of uh, the Galactic Wrestling Federation. Mm-hmm. His name is Dynamite. Nice. He's got this crazy mask, and he's just this big blue dude. Uh, the Guardians are there; they're watching this. Star Lord, huge mark. Oh, he's really excited. Gamora is just like, "What is this? Yeah. This is so stupid." Rocket can't see. Groot is very excited. Drax is uh, just like in awe because he's like. These warriors are <laughs> so amazing. He doesn't get that it's a work. Uh, then the um, So Drax is the real mark. Yeah, actually, yeah. Well, yeah. they're both marks in different ways, right? Um, Starler's a smart mark. Yes, he he also believes it's very real. Oh, all right. Yep. Never mind. He's uh, But uh, Drax is like just watching it. Dynamite sends out a challenge because he's undefeated. He's like, anybody who wants to fight me do it and that of course speaks to drax he's like i drax the destroyer i'm the strongest warrior in this galaxy if it is a challenger you seek i will be happy to oblige and he jumps into the ring uh jumps over everyone else it's great and then you find out that uh this dude is actually a fan oh of yeah drax's he's like oh, oh that's so cool. cool to meet you and he he starts telling him what to do in the match and how it should go down <laughs> uh there's this is really cute sequence where like they, they go through the moves and, and what Drax needs to do to help sell it. Uh but Drax being Drax does not understand. He's mm-hmm. like taking everything literally uh and actually fights and so it's it's just great. They're like the other dude is like, What are you doing? Drax <laughs> is like, I I don't really know. Uh it's just great fight, it's really cute, really funny. Has Drax in a wrestling match, which is everything you didn't know you wanted, but you got. Um, yeah, I want to see more of this. Good use of the Infinite Comic too. Just watching you go through the slides from here, it's very, uh, yeah. very dynamic. Yeah, and you can see like Groot getting really excited, and you know, like, yeah. How can so you tell excited. he's really excited? Because he yells, "I am Groot!" I am Groot, and he throws he, his popcorn. He up could in be the terrified. Air. No, he could be in heat. Be <laughs> yeah, any number of things. <laughs> That's all he knows how to say. Well, I. Does, do trees get in heat? Yeah, they're you know they're animals. Tree heat, treat. Yeah. Anyway, uh, great issue. You should totally check it out. Uh, Dynamite's finishing move is a power bomb. Oh, there you go, Uh, which is part of the main thing that drives the end of that story. Also on sale on the Marvel app this week: Marvel Team Up Annual number five from 1976, Thor for Asgard, all six issues, Thor: The Rage of Thor one-shot from 2010, Wolverine 48 through 50 from the 1988 volume, and then from also from the 1988 volume issues 159 through 169 and 181 through 189. Yeah, where are we? Digital collections on sale. Yeah. Captain America, Steve Rogers, Volume 1, Hell Hydra, Exiles, Volumes 14, 15, and 16, Secret Invasion, Home Invasion. Oh, yeah. We had something to do with Secret that. Secret Invasion, Home Invasion is the one based on the uh, video we did. Yeah. Kinsey. Kinsey. It has my wife's likeness all over it. Nice. Yeah. Money, money, <laughs> yeah. money. <laughs> hey. uh, Secret Invasion, Who Do You Trust? One mm-hmm. um, uh, of these... One of these have the... No, never mind. Anyway, uh, Star Wars Podameron Volume 1, Black Squadron, Star Wars The Force Awakens adaptation, and X-Men Epic Collection, Lonely Are The Hunted. Sure. Before you keep moving, wasn't there... Oh, I guess we don't get a new copy. The uh, There's a new printing of Executioner's Song. There is a new printing of Executioner's Song. What, what's going on? It's out there in the hall. I saw it. So we're getting it. We should be getting it It was on Midtown Comics for... Oh, you know what? I think it's next week. Yeah, it must be for next week. It is coming, though. It's in the hall. The greatest story ever told is on its way back again. Back again. (laughs) All right. Freshly digitized on Marvel Unlimited. We've got A-Force number six. All-New All-Different Avengers number 10. All-New Wolverine number nine. Amazing Spider-Man number 13. Captain Thor Avengers number one. Captain America Annual from 1971, uh, nine through 11. And then get ready. We've got Captain America Annual Number no. One from 1998. Captain America Annual Number no. One from 1999. Captain America Annual Number no. One from 2000, and Captain America Annual Number no. One from 2001. Wow, it's an annual palooza. Civil War Two no. Number One. Oh, that's available now. Classic X Men Number no. One and Number no. Thirty Nine. Contest of Champions Number no. Nine. Daredevil Punisher 7 Circle. Infinite Comic Number no. Seven. Deadpool Number no. Thirteen. Guardians of the Galaxy, Awesome Mix, Infinite Comic, number two. Hulk Annual from 1999, number one. Incredible Hulk from 1999, number eight, and number 10 through 11. Incredible Hulk Annual from 1968, 18, and 19. Invincible Iron Man, number 10. MODOK rain Delay. Yeah. MODOK rain Delay. Apparently, I wrote something at the back of that. You did. Because you're a huge MODOK fan. I am. Uh, Marvel Super Special, issues 10 through 13, which I looked at. It had some Star-Lord and then some warriors of shadow realm who the hell exactly uh marvel universe avengers assemble civil war number four moon knight number three old man logan number seven punisher number two spider-man 2099 number 11 spider woman number seven spider Woman. Omega, number one, Star-Lord, no hyphen, from 1996, number one through three. 1996? Yeah. What is that? That's some Star-Lord miniseries cool. that someone put out in 1996. At what point they were like, hey, you know what we should do? Star-Lord. We're just, uh, we've got Avengers, uh, we've got Heroes Return. Yep. And we'll slide some Star-Lord in there. Wow. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, Wolverine, Deadpool, The Decoy, number one, and X-Men 92, number four hot diggity dog well a lot of stuff i think it's time for news and now from marvel headquarters
3: it's this week in marvel news
1: Alright, news. Comics news this week. Uh, The Resurrection continues. We had another Resurrection Files this week for Cable. Cable is coming back in his own ongoing series, written by James Robinson, art by Carlos Pacheco, so you know that's going to be a pretty looking book. Oh my god, I'm so excited. (laughs) I'm so excited. Cable is one of my favorites. Also getting a new ongoing series, Iron Fist. Which is going to be written by Ed brazon who's working on that Bullseye book. And it's going to be drawn by our buddy Mike Perkins. Hell yeah. I think Mike Perkins is going to do great on Iron Fist. Especially Hell if they yeah. let him do like, all the past Iron Fists and really uh, really stretch. So uh, excited about that. Do we that. know anything about the story yet? Uh, we know that Iron Fist has to fi- fight seven other masters of martial arts in order to maintain his place as Iron Fist. I am already a yeah, huge fan so of this So this book. is pretty great. Um just broke today man thing man thing by rl stein rl stein who you know knows a thing or two about writing horror yeah boogie nights uh, <laughs> did not write boogie did nights. not write boogie nights no oh maybe well i well didn't he write wasn't he the Fear goose street yeah and uh, goosebumps And goosebumps maybe there was a there might have been a goosebumps entitled boogie night I feel about like, like the boogie man my headcanon of Goosebumps has a Boogie night, Boogie night version. There you go. But that's big. We'll have more on that next week. Uh, R.L. Stein, writing Man thing. Over in the world of games, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite is coming. <laughs> that was announced last week. Uh, it's going to be huge. I played it you over played the summer. It? Oh, wow. Um, okay. And it was amazing. So we in some of the gameplay, you see the Infinity Stones. Yes, the Infinity Stones are going to play a major role in this game. And it's really cool. Like the way that it's used and, and how the stones affect the gameplay and like changing your tactics and your strategy, but also for someone like me, just mashing the buttons and trying to do what you think are moves. Uh-huh. It's great. And then we also announced last week uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the Telltale series. Yeah. Anything you want to say about that? Um, we didn't give many details. We haven't, yeah, I, I can't say anything. Yeah. Um, we also, Marvel vs. Ultimate's Marvel versus Capcom, Capcom 3. 3. Uh, is now remastered and available right now yeah. on PlayStation 4. Yeah, so check that out. Hopefully we're going to get to play it for an upcoming Marvel oh, gaming. Oh, we will. Oh, we're going to play it on for Marvel an upcoming gaming. Marvel gaming. It's going to be great. You guys yeah. are going to love it. And we're, we'll finally both be on again. Yes. Uh, <laughs> when I did the Marvel gaming for Contest of Champions, that episode, I've got a bunch of people messaging me through Contest of Champions being like, hey, I saw you on Marvel gaming or I saw you on Thwip. Mm-hmm. And it's just been cool. Yeah, yeah it's been it's neat, very nice. You know. Love our Marvel gaming community. Speaking of Marvel gaming community, we have some other little additions to uh, some of the games. Marvel Sumsum added the heroes for hire. Adorable, man. It's little <laughs> Luke Cage, little Jessica Jones, Aww. little Cottonmouth. Uh, <laughs> Little Chemistro, it's it's great stuff. Uh, Marvel Avengers Academy introduced A Force. It's a whole event where Malkith is the bad guy du jour, and you are recruiting members of A Force, fighting including Miss America Chavez, including Captain Marvel, including Angela. uh, All good stuff going to Marvel Avengers Academy, and finally, Marvel Contest of Champions celebrated two years of existing. Yeah. By releasing Hyperion and all the thoughts of other good stuff, too. I'm deep in the contest right now. Yeah? Like hardcore playing. Hardcore there. deep in the contest of champions? Yeah. How deep? Uh, well, I play it in the morning. Yep. I play it randomly during the day, and yep. I play it at night. There you go. So that's pretty deep. It's pretty deep. Yeah. It's fun. Um, there's now like the, the Hyperion stuff. It's also there's this big event going on with Hyperion and Howard the Duck, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's really funny and cute. And apparently Howard's going to get into there's a mix. There's more stuff coming with Howard the Duck. Oh yeah! Oh 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 more, oh, 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 oh yeah! There you go. Yeah, lots of fun stuff. Um, mm- Alright, let's kick it over to the West Coast. West Wait, Coast? No. What? Wait, do we go to Blake's Mystery we're going, Interview? We're going West Coast. <gasps> then we're going Blake's mystery <sighs> interview. Then it's gonna be back to us for questions and comments. So yeah, no stay Twin tuned. URC this week because the West Coast slacked off. Lazy. Yep. Lazy people. It's the West Coast, show me and the Wolfman. It's the West Coast, show
0: me and the Wolfman. It's the West Coast, show me and the Wolfman. It's the West Coast, baby. Yeah.
3: Hello, this weekend, Marvelites. This is Marvel.com Mayor Mark Strom.
2: And assistant editor, Christine Din.
3: Und via Stammstein. And the last 24 hours have been super weird for me, so that's <laughs> that's the extent of the bit that I'm going to do. I'm now going to turn you over to Christine because she's organized and responsible and the adult. <laughs> and uh, she will lead us through things and I will provide color commentary.
2: So two awesome news is that this week we had two trailers for upcoming films in 2017. So the first we released was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Oh,
3: God, that's right. We did. This has been a weird week just in general. It's
2: been a long week. It blurred through the weekend. Uh,
3: yes, we have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Uh, lots of Baby Groot action.
2: Baby Groot's amazing in it, his little his little jacket.
3: <laughs> Baby Groot is going to steal 2017, I feel like it's safe to say. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then we also had Spider-Man Homecoming, which we just debuted last night.
2: It's amazing and adorable. And I was like, I love baby Spider-Man.
3: <laughs> Babies? Sp-
2: because he's just so young and a cute little baby, Tom Holland.
3: I thought, I thought you were making some weird no. callback to baby Groot. No. I'm like, I don't remember. A- well,
2: it's like everyone on the internet it's like. Cute little BB. Uh,
3: no, it is. And, um, um, oh, man, what was I even going to say? My brain is so <laughs> fried. Um, you could say the trailer was amazing, or you could call it spectacular. Yes. Or you could call it sensational.
2: I would call it those things.
3: Because those are all
2: <laughs> Titles, yeah. Spider-Man I books. I got it. I got, got it. Got it.
3: <laughs> okay. I just want to make sure the joke landed. And then I want to make sure I just, like, not only did it land, (laughs) but then it just dove straight into the ground and dug itself in a hole and died. Um,
2: Go there. (laughs) there. (laughs) But, yes, yes,
3: so we've got first look at uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, first look at the vulture in it in live action. Mm -hmm. We have not previously seen anything of Michael Keaton as the vulture other than... A piece of concept art we released at san diego so that's exciting
2: And we saw a little upgrade to spidey suit courtesy of iron man he's got the web pits yeah
3: i'm super happy about the web pits <laughs> uh yeah and there was a lot of iron man action in that at, uh in that uh in the movie actually lots of robert downey jr uh
0: mm-hmm.
3: doing his tony stark
2: his phil- philanthropic deed taking a little young hero under his wing
3: Aw, yeah, a <laughs> little, little spidey. <laughs> um, so we've got that. That's it for movie
2: news, yes. right?
3: All right, let's move over to the realm of TV.
2: Lots of things on TV. So let's start off with the Netflix world. All right. We announced the showrunner. No, we announced the season two of Marvel's Luke Cage. Yes. yes. Sorry.
3: Showrunner is for Inhumans. Yes. That's different. We'll get to that in a second.
2: Yeah, so Luke Cage.
3: Coming soon. Can uh, can maybe be more specific than that? Mm-hmm. Of course, Luke Cage will next be seen in uh, Marvel's The Defenders, which is filming right now. Yep. Um, so that will be coming sooner yes. than season two of Marvel's Luke Cage. <laughs> but then, sometime after Marvel's The Defenders, and we'll the get other Defender,
2: two. Iron Fist, we have some series photos that we posted right.
3: Yes, first photos we got. We got a look at uh, Danny Rand, Finn Jones as Danny Rand, at Jessica Hennick as Colleen Wing. Rosario Dawson returns, mm-hmm. of course, because what is a Marvel Netflix show without Rosario Dawson? Well,
2: they're all we be dead without her.
3: <laughs> she, I love that she's the Nick Fury of the Marvel yep. Netflix <laughs> shows. Where like she, she's the through line that like connects them all.
2: Somehow they all just find her
3: she she she's like a vigilante m- magnet <laughs>
2: she like, is
3: she, she's, just she's also like,
2: very confused about that <laughs> I, I
3: i i kind of hope that in defenders we reveal that she's actually had some type of like subliminal superpower <laughs> where she can like draw vigilantes to her like I don't know, that's my no-prize explanation. <laughs> to be clear, that is not the actual explanation. That's Correct. my no-prize explanation. Uh, but she is she is uh, secretly a um, psychic of some kind?
2: Yeah. We'll go uh, with that.
3: Yeah, that's yeah. my explanation. Uh, then
2: into the ABC world. Yes. Big, big thing was the winter finale of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.
3: Winter finale, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Ghost Rider has come to a conclusion. Coming up, we've yep. got Marvels of Agents of Shield LMD. Yeah. Big
2: It ended with a shocker.
3: Ended with shocker. We won't we won't say what uh it didn't end with the shocker, Norman no. Schultz, of course, because <laughs> If it ended with Herman Schultz showing up on the show, you know that's the only thing I would be talking about on this podcast, but it uh, ended with Shocker. We won't say exactly what if you haven't seen it yet, but it has to do with LMDs, and it really tees up where we're going yep. in the next arc of the season, it's Bananas, which, which premieres January 10th at its usual time, 10:9 central on ABC. Yep. And then,
2: uh, so and humans news.
3: No, wait. Oh. before we get off of Agents of Shield, we should also mention that Marvel's Agents of Shield slingshot, a six part live action original digital series, will be debuting on next Tuesday, on this upcoming Tuesday, December thirteenth, um, on the ABC app. And uh, a few other places you can catch
2: mm-hmm. it, and it's all about Yo-Yo.
3: Double Yo-Yo. It's 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 sort of a uh, it's a flashback story mm-hmm. that sort of bridges seasons three and four.
2: It kind of explains how, when we led up season four, um, how Daisy was still connected to Yo-Yo.
3: Yes, yes, it very much explores that, um, and uh, goes a little bit more into Yo-Yo's backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very exciting, so. Uh, you guys can watch that, the entire series, all six episodes on um, Tuesday, December
2: 13th. And did we have a new Forging episode?
3: Yeah, yes, yes, we finally released <laughs> an episode that we've been seeing on for a very long time for various reasons uh, that were out of my control, uh, focusing on uh, designing the Robbie Reyes Ghost Rider suit with costume designer Ann Foley. Yeah, so you super can awesome. Check that out uh there will be a couple of other featurettes coming up in the next week don't want to pin down a day because christine knows why i'm like with (laughs) deadlines um you just
2: can't control the universe
3: no uh so you can uh you can keep your eyes out for those while we wait for the series to return on january 10th all Mm -hmm. right now moving over to marvel's the inhumans Yes. Uh, We announced our showrunner and executive producer for that show, who is a name that is familiar to Marvel fans at this point, Scott Buck. He uh, is also the showrunner on Marvel's Iron Fist, uh, streaming only on Netflix, March 17th. Uh, Of course, (laughs) Marvel's Inhumans explores the story of uh, Black Bolt and the royal family. Uh, It's going to be shot entirely on IMAX cameras. A version of the first two episodes will premiere first in IMAX theaters at the beginning of September and run there for two weeks before the full series comes to ABC following that. So we have that to look forward to. Um, Of course, I just exhausted literally every single talking point we can (laughs) tell you about the Inhumans at this point. I literally can't tell you anything else, but it's going to be very cool. Um, and then
2: uh, moving on to FX. FX. We, we announced, announced
3: yep. the premiere date for Legion. Which February 8th. Is to, yep, February 8th. Coming to FX, we released a new trailer for mm-hmm. it as well uh, to coincide with the date announcement. So you can look forward to that. That's just like, what, two months? So what day is today? The okay. Hey, it's two months away yeah. exactly. No, it's the ninth today, is it? I don't know what day it is. Stop <laughs> grilling me. Uh two months away. All I can say is I've seen the pilot. I've read the scripts. It's going to be Amazing. It uh, is going to be amazing. It's 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 very compelling. It's
2: very, uh, very trippy. I, it is
3: very trippy. I don't know how there, there's it's one of those shows where if I tell you what I like about it, I'll spoil it. Or if I try and describe it to you, I'll spoil it. Or if I even say anything, I'll spoil it. So you guys will just have to wait, wait and see it for yourself. Uh, and trust me, I think it's something really unique, something you haven't seen from Marvel television or or Marvel live action, including films or anything like that before. It's, it's a very, very... Um, it's, it's just a truly interesting show, and I think you guys will really love it. Um, yeah.
2: So now it's time to come full circle um, for animation, Marble Animation. We released a new Marble Funko short, and it's called Bait and Switch, and it features Baby Group and Rocket and being adorable in their Funko selves, trying to take on the Collector.
3: I was wondering how you were going to make that come full circle with Marble mm-hmm. Ant. I'm like, Christine, you understand what the term full circle means, right? Like, you'd have to start with animation in order to come full circle and end with animation. But I like what you did there with uh, rocket and Baby Groot. Definitely go check that out. It's mm-hmm. a very cool yep. short. I
2: even like Little Funko Collector.
3: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Super um, angry. <laughs> uh, all right. I think that's that's... We got for you guys.
2: So we'll throw it to New York with an upcoming interview.
3: Yeah. Say hi in New York. And say bye to us. Bye. Strom out.
0: And now welcome to This Week in Marvel, our very
1: special guest. All right. I am here with Mike Quackenbush, the director of fun for Chikara Wrestling. Mike, how are you doing today? I'm great. Thanks, Ben. And, um... Chikara is its a unique kind of wrestling. It's, it's not wrestling like you'd expect uh, if you put on one of the main shows. Um, can you kind of walk our listeners through how Chikara is different and what kind of show you guys are looking to present?
0: Sure. I think you'll find certain flavors of professional wrestling that are moving things in the direction of, UFC, mixed martial arts, and they're really interested in exploring the real elements of that part of the universe. And Chikara kind of goes to the other end of the spectrum. I think once we own the idea that we're kind of telling this fictional narrative set against a conflict, uh, you can explore all kinds of other things that thus far wrestling hasn't, like, just for example, time travel. Mm-hmm. You can take it in a more science fiction you can take it into a more fantasy direction you can take it in a, in a more comic booky direction mm-hmm. that really excites my imagination and that's very much the flavor of pro wrestling I make
1: so how did you come up with the ideas for doing stuff like that I mean it's very unique like you said you have time travel storylines you guys have actual you know huge threats like the, the likes of which we would see in a comic book uh, how did you come up with the idea to apply this to professional wrestling based on your years in the sport
0: I think it's just my lifelong experience as a comic book reader. My earliest memories as a kid were watching live-action superhero television shows. I used to watch the CBS Amazing Spider-Man show with Nicholas Hammond or reruns of uh, the Adam West Batman show. I know uh, all those tropes, and uh, at a very young age, I was gifted by a friend of mine a giant pile of Avengers and Marvel team-ups, which I just devoured. Yeah. So, yeah, it was perfect, and that's all I could see then, were the points of intersection between wrestling and superhero culture in general. It's good guys and bad guys, it's superhuman feats of agility and strength, it's outrageous costumes, it's this continuous serialized narrative. So to me, it mapped over perfectly. And I don't doubt for a moment that people come from different backgrounds, they make different flavors of wrestling. The WWE is a a great example of this. Vince McMahon, who grew up as an admirer of bodybuilding, well, you can see how his Mm -hmm. youthful fascination with bodybuilding is reflected in the type of wrestling that he likes to make. And so too does my love of the comic book medium get reflected in what I make.
1: Let's talk a little bit about your, your beginnings as a comic book fan that you touched on there. You got a big stack of Avengers comics, Marvel team up. What were some of the characters and stories that jumped out to
0: you when you were younger and have stuck with you as your favorites? uh i love the falcon hmm. i remember getting uh I, I saw a brief introduction to him in a marvel team up that i had and i i always Felt like it was a breadcrumb trail when the uh, mm-hmm. the editor would leave like a footnote, like "Don't know what Cap's talking about? Read this issue." Yeah, and so you know, it kind of it was like this fun little uh, treasure hunt that you'd be on. Like, oh, now I got to go find Cap one thirty five to know what this is about. Um, I love the Falcon, and uh, there was a limited series that Marvel did for him, yep. maybe late eighty three, early eighty four, that yep. was by Jim Owsley, and this made the character come alive to me in a way that I'd never. I'd never really felt that way about any character before. He seemed so unbelievably real. The ones that had something about them that stuck out to me as being very real, like Yellow Jacket. Mm-hmm. Hank Pym was a deeply flawed character. Mm-hmm. And against the backdrop of these exact issues of the Avengers I was reading, where the Wasp is fairly perfect and Iron Man is fairly perfect, or at least he was in those issues of Avengers. Mm-hmm. He had something else going on in his solo book at the time. Um, you know, Hank Pym really resonated with me because this guy's really flawed. He's he's not an Asgardian immortal. You know, he's not this perfect patriotic character. He, he's a bit of a screw-up, and that made me relate to Hank Pym. So those characters really kind of jumped out at me in my youth. Relating that back to Chikara again,
1: who are some of the characters in Chikara that you feel demonstrate the whole flawed nature of, you know, no one is perfectly good, no one is perfectly bad? Who are some of the more complex characters?
0: Yeah, I think that's so important. And it's funny that you phrase it that way because mm-hmm. just last night we were training at our training center is called the Wrestle Factory. We're located in Philadelphia. And we were doing character driven stuff just last night, talking about. The importance of those kinds of vulnerabilities, because that is what makes you relatable to the audience. That's not to say that sometimes it's not fun to imagine someone in an idealized state. However, it's when you can show them the humanity in what could otherwise be a really flat character, that it comes alive to the audience. It feels real that you can kind of grab on to it. And every time I give this talk, uh, as crazy as this sounds, if you can imagine a professional wrestling practice like this, I talk about Hank Pym. Oh, wow. Uh, like Hank Pym is the guy that I go to. Um, the issues of the Avengers that I read, uh, this is when he's put in jail he's, yeah. he's such a terrible screw up right? the trial of Hank Pym is coming uh, and this this guy's a superhero mm-hmm. uh, this really shattered what my expectations were for what could go on in a superhero book because prior to that I had really only ever experienced some kind of like um I don't know how do I want to put it very straightforward silver agey stories got mm-hmm. it uh, this is your good guy this is your bad guy neatly resolved within 22 issues whereas or 22 pages I should say mm-hmm. whereas you know the saga of Hank Pym played out over more than a year in the Avengers books and even though his little head was up in the upper left corner with all the other Avengers mm-hmm. at the time he's not on the TV he's in jail Yeah, so Especially right now, we have this new wave of characters at Chikara that are ready to take the stage. It's really important that we start discovering these elements in them now, even before they debut. So these, these are characters the audience hasn't even seen yet. But if we want them to really hit correctly, they have to have this baked in. Because it's too easy to make flat characters in this day and age. You can could, you could just churn them out. It's, a, it's a another cool costume. It's a couple cool moves in professional wrestling, which you can roughly see as like analogs for characters superpowers these are the really cool things these characters can do and they're uniquely theirs you can crank them out at a breathtaking speed and as lovers of comic books I'm sure you and I both realize like you can crank out comic book characters as well and they're not all going to be amazing characters fleshed out fully realized dynamic characters that people Here here we are, right? I mean, those Avengers books are 30 years old, if not more, and I'm still talking about how much I love Hank Pym. (laughs) If you want to live on in people's imaginations in that way, you've got to find the humanity inside these characters.
1: Talking about how Chikara is kind of like your realization of comics and wrestling being fused, why do you think there's so many crossover fans, people who like both? Because that's something we're discovering more and more, that people who go to wrestling love comics, which is obviously a great boon for you guys at Jakara, and comic readers tend to get into wrestling. Why do you think there's
0: the crossover? I think it's just all those shared elements. There's so many points of intersection, and I know, being so fascinated by superhero culture growing up, by the time people started asking me questions like, well, what do you want to be when you grow up? Mm -hmm. What do you think you're going to be? You know, the idea that I could grow up to be Ghost Rider wasn't an option. (laughs) (laughs) My guidance counselor really poo-pooed the idea that I'd be the spirit of engine. Yeah, so it's a tough one. There, <laughs> not a lot of openings in that field. No, man. <laughs> not um, a lot of room for advancement. <laughs> well said. Uh, yeah, you just kind of have to see. What, I mean, what what is the closest real life version of this? Like, what what can I do if? I'm not like a billionaire uh, socialite playboy that has a cave under his house. If I want to try and explore that, what what really could be the closest analog to it? And what I discovered was professional wrestling. Right. Because of all, all those points of intersection. And I don't doubt... Even if they can't articulate it, a lot of the fans that enjoy both, they do so for those exact same reasons. This is the closest thing to a comic book come to life that I can experience. And for a kid like me that grew up on live-action superhero shows and had stacks of VHS tapes because I have to make sure I've got every Bill (laughs) Bixby, Lou Ferrigno, Incredible Hulk. Have you seen the one where he teams up with Daredevil? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Um, You know, uh, seeing that realized in, in the real world, especially the live-action stuff. And I don't mean, mean that to poo-poo excellent animation, but seeing that realized in live-action made me feel like there's got to be a way. You can, you can drag more of this into the real world, and pro wrestling gives me a medium to try doing exactly that. So where can people find out more about Chikara? What do you guys have coming up?
1: This is your chance, Mike, to kind of plug your wares and let us know how we can get more involved with Chikara.
0: Yeah, please come check us out. Our website is ChikaraPro.com. And you can find links. We release tons of stuff via social media. We're posting new videos constantly of what we're up to on our YouTube channel. It's easy to check us out. And if you're ready to dive in deep, you'll notice all of our years are kind of divided up neatly into seasons, the same way a television show is. So if you're looking for complete arcs, you want to start at the beginning of one and know where the ending is going to be, well, you can choose, all right, I'm going to start at the beginning of season 14 and watch through to the season 14 finale. Mm -hmm. And it's organized that way to make it as easy as possible for new people to jump on we don't really have the benefit of here's a new number one issue but we kind of mimic that in the sense of well here's the new season premiere and this is where the new arcs begin and if you're interested this is a good jumping on point you can explore all of that on our netflixy type service called com. we'll give you the first week of unlimited streaming absolutely free nice dive in see if it's for you very cool and Mike, where can people find you on social media? Well, I'm at Mike Quackenbush on Twitter. I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on Instagram. You find me over there, something's bogus. Something's going on. Well, cool,
1: Mike. Thanks so much for taking the time to talk with us, and hopefully everyone uh, will check out Chikara. Yeah, thank you. Questions
0: and comments. Questions and comments. Questions and comments from you. Yeah.
1: All right before, hey. before we dive into your questions and comments, gotta remind you we are brought to you this week by Loot Crate. Loot Crate. Loot Crate so has great. uh, your, your fam at Loot Crate has assembled the Marvel Gear and Goods <laughs> Crate for the ultimate Marvel fan. And you know it's gonna feature official Marvel items like the home good stuff, apparel, and more every month. Reminder that this month's theme is super science. Hmm. The kitchen is the hidden laboratory of the home. Give it a Marvel style upgrade with uniquely designed wares, apparel, and more featuring the greatest minds of the Marvel Universe. This crate features items from Marvel heroes such as Ant-Man, Black Panther, the villainous and wonderful MODOK. Oh, mighty MODOK. Yeah, the MODOK thing in this crate Got me so excited when uh, the THWIP team and I visited Loot Crate headquarters. I was so upset that they didn't have one for mm. me, but apparently we have one in hand, and by in hand, I mean Lorraine has one, oh. and so we're going to be using it for an upcoming episode of THWIP. Very excited. I am super excited, uh, because one, I love Loot Crate, two, I love Modoc. It's like, my wife, my mom, my cats, my MODOK. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's pretty seems, much seems about right. Pretty much the order of things. Seems about right. Um, so no yeah. problem in my life that I'm not on that list. That's okay. I'm not shedding a single tear over here. Most things are. But I am below Modoc. Yep. Somewhere. Yeah. In the abyss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can sign up today at lootcrate.com slash Marvel. Go to lootcrate.com slash Marvel pod. Hmm. We've got two different things in here hmm. Let's say uh, Marvel, love, Marvel pod. I like the hmm, hmm, hmm. Uh, anyway, if you go to lootcrate.com slash Marvel or lootcrate.com slash Marvel Pod, you can should f- go to Marvel Pod. Well, I think the that probably thing, helps us more. You can use, uh, whichever way you go, use the code, the promo code, Marvel Pod, yeah. M A R V E L P O D, to save $3 off your subscription. Talking about POD? Yeah. What was their song? Get me mm-hmm. to the circus! Yes. We're going to go to the circus! The circus uh there's no circus related materials in this marvel gear and good Crate one. that i know of not this one that i know of but it's gonna be super cool you're gonna want this uh we already showed you the the um uh the cooking apron mm-hmm, black mm-hmm. panther apron the modok piece is reason enough yep. to buy it all you need is that everything else is gravy on your hamburger Right? It sounds so good. All right. So, never had it, but it sounds right. Get your hamburger gravy at lootcrate.com/slash Marvel. Use promo code MarvelPod to save tree dollars. Now, let's find out what you animals had to say by tweeting us with the hashtag This Week in Marvel. Or using our email, at marvel.com. Well, uh, th- we did have some emails, but I'm not feeling so hot, so I forgot to put them on the, not a, the sheet. Not a problem. We'll get so, to them later. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who've been emailing us, we we are getting them. I apologize if we haven't talked about them yet. We'll get to them uh, in an upcoming episode. We are getting them. Keep sending them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Alan Wilkinson starts us off by saying, Marvel versus Capcom Infinite. Now there's a title to live up to. That's what she said. Boom. Chris Vaughn says, new idea for Broadway. Doctor Strange, turn off the dark dimension. Hashtag <laughs> Dormammu sings. Dormammu, I've come to bargain with you. That's good. That's good stuff. Boom. Nailed that a- right off the cuff. Sign me up, Broadway. I'm ready to play. Chris Vaughn also says, werewolf by brunch. New ongoing. Yes. That's a great idea. So I'll take money. Whatever werewolf we can get. Yeah. H.W. View Haywood says, My pick for 1128 is New Avengers 18, The New Mutants' Sad Goodbyes, and Hope for a New Beginning. Thanks, Al Ewing. Hmm, well said. John Morrissey says, Thanks for inviting Brian Quinn on the show. Please do it again soon. Hashtag OGSM2099. I don't know what that is. Yep. What is it? Re- I is, 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 is think. Oh, he was talking about... Cause remember, Brian said he wanted Spider-Man 2099 back in his original costume. So he's saying OG spider Oh, yeah, yeah yeah, 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 100%. Yep. Right on. Boom. This we, like an iron trap. Yes. Trapped full of irons. Uh, uh, John says, just listen to the latest, just finish finished the latest issue of Civil War 2, and I cannot believe Ulysses Watch Redacted kills son of Redacted. OMG.
3: Yeah.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Ulysses, man. Controversial. Johnny Vinyl says, I think you guys may make a few pennies on Baby Groot Merch. Yeah, maybe. Like all of the pennies. Yep. Oh, man. There's a thing that we're going to put out next week Mm -hmm. on the internet with Baby Groot, and it's great. And I touched the Baby Groot, <sighs> and my hand stuck to the Baby Groot. Oh, Did you touch the Baby Groot? No. Where is it? It's by Judy's desk. Okay, I'll go touch it on the way up. Yeah, touch the Baby Groot. I'll touch the Baby Groot, and it's it's gonna freak you out because it doesn't it doesn't feel like what it looks like. I was watching the gar- new Guardians trailer uh, at my home. Yeah. And my wife was watching in the background, and this is my wife whose normal review of any movie is it was too long. <laughs> um, and she was watching, and she loved the Baby Groot. Oh yeah. So How I do was you like, There. We showed a scene in Bra- Brazil, 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 uh, that we also showed at San Diego. That has Yandu and Rocket are being held prisoner mm. by the Ravagers, who have staged a coup. Their mm-hmm. their new leader, Taserface, staged a coup, and they're sort of the Ravagers are sort of torturing and, and not torturing, but teasing and uh, making Baby Groot feel like. He's their mascot, kind of, but mm. they're, like, yelling at him. And he's, mm. he's got this, like, really sad face. And then he goes up and he sees Rocket and Yondu. And they're like, all right, go get my fin. Yondu says, get my fin. It's this big, it's you know, what I put on top of my head. It explains it to him. And it's just a great sequence of Baby Groot just bringing the wrong things over <laughs> and over again. Uh, it's terrific. There's so much Baby Groot stuff that you guys are going to so go crazy for. Can't wait, Joshua Cooper says the second half of Vision was just as good as the first half. Now bring on Viv and the champions. We have been. Yeah. The most exciting title in Resurrection is written by my favorite writer. hashtag Take my money. He is referring to hopeless stent, tennis hopeless writing. Jean Grey. Yeah. Leave it to Miss Marvel to make me proud to be an American again. Yeah. That was the Ms. Marvel the, voting the issue. The politics issue. Dun 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 dun. The two-page spread with Colossus, Nightcrawler, Magic, and Sapna is so poignant. Worth the whole book right there. That, of course, talking about extraordinary X-Men. Yes. Kyle Charles says, Captain America Steve Rogers keeps getting stranger and stranger, but in a good way. Mm. Kyle says, Madcap is such a tool. Germ warfare is not cool, dude. Mm. Agreed. Madcap is the worst jerk. Yeah. Madcap is... What a... What a discovery by Jerry Duggan. Taking yeah. this oddball, not taken seriously at all, um, Mark Grunewald discarded character and just turning him into just a creepy mofo. Totally. Uh, the length Chala would go to save his sister. That book is dropping major emotion bombs. Mm-hmm. Agreed, Kyle. He says, was issue 13 of Old Man Logan the last issue? Please no. say it's not. It's not. And he says, actually, never mind. I answered my own question. Well, I did. I answered it too. Yes. Uh, Kyle says, "Patsy Walker Hellcat is the bestest. Also, the Black Cat must ha- must have the most appearances of 2016. Breakout character of 2016, Black uh, Cat. We, we should have I don't know an intern or someone else yeah. go through every comic that came oh, out this year and see who made the grow- most guest who had the most appearances. An intern finishing up their run here that would be a great way to go out. Totally in style. No. Pretty good." <laughs> well, look at this! Just, she's just, just, nah. Yeah, I do what I want. Yeah. <laughs> I like this idea. I like. I'm, I'm excited to see it happen next week before you're done. Very good. Okay. Uh, Kyle says the wrestling issue of Captain America, Sam Wilson, was too sweet. Nice. <laughs> I, ha- I actually had to put up. The I know. <laughs> I, I noticed sign. that you did. I could. That was like instinctual. Yeah. It's like no, in, no, it's in true. My blood. It just happens. Yeah. Uh, and good on D Man. Demon, that issue is still so good. Uh, Kyle says... We wanted to use it as, as the template for our ad. We're going to. We're going to, no matter what anyone says. Yeah, there's no legal reason why we can't use it. Let us let it just be known, we're not going to get into the details, but let it be known that we are fighting for that uh, that cover of that Captain I would Mark like issue. to use a very out and proud character yes. for the art there. We will not back down. In the no. words of Tom Petty... We will not back down. I oh, will not back down. Won't be turned around. Just like that. All right. Anyway, you can stand me up at the gates of hell. <laughs> okay. And I won't back down. It's a heartbreaker of a, of a song. <laughs> uh, Kyle continues, says There should be an Unlimited Class Wrestling Federation comic. He would yeah. so buy it. I would so write it. Yeah. He says Why is Thanos' brother, Star Fox, such a tool? <laughs> yeah, he's the tool. Thanos well, is the good brother. Let, let, I think they're just uh, a couple of tools. It's true. One's the wrench. One's the screwdriver. Hey-oh! You know who's the screwdriver. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bada-bing! Hey, Starfox, you're gross. Um, Kyle says, I really, really hope Jessica and Luke can work it out. Bums me out seeing them fight. No, they're done. Whoa. Hot. No, just, oh. they're not done. <laughs> <laughs> I was, like dropping some details. Uh, Kyle says, issue two of Champions was awesome. My boy Cyclops doing me proud. Cyclops for leader. He agrees with uh, Nova and Miles Morales. We should do a an election, poll. an election special. Yeah, who should lead the champions? Yeah, I like this idea. Uh, Kyle it's another says, for "You to handle Amanda." <laughs> uh, a Gundam was an uncanny Avengers. I totally marked out. God bless Jerry Duggan. Well, and that's a real thing—the yeah. giant Gundam statue in Japan. Really? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, Deadpool thought a Gundam was the president of Japan. Hilarious. Hilarious. Also, Deadpool's not the brightest. No. Kyle says, Cullen Bunn is killing it on Uncanny X-Men. I love what he is doing with Psylocke. Cullen Bunn, when the resurrection goes down, is going to be taking over X-Men Blue featuring Magneto and the five original X-Men. should be like oil and vinegar. Cullen might be the world's foremost Magneto writer outside of Chris Claremont. Yeah, but he's written a lot of Magneto. He's going to have written a lot of Magneto. Most Magneto solo stuff, too. Um, all right, up next, uh, Kyle says, Spider-Man 9 was such a great issue. I love issues where you don't see the main hero. It's rather refreshing. Yeah. We had an issue of Daredevil. Can you I was, go the whole... Yes. Oh, that's an inside joke no one will ever <laughs> So understand. far inside. Yep. Uh, Kyle says, Death of X made me legit cry. I even had to put the book down and collect my thoughts after a certain scene. Aw. I would love to hear what your collected thoughts were. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he says, I really feel sorry for Emma Frost, but more importantly, Cyclops will be missed. Rest in peace, Slim. Yeah. Yeah. Had a good run. Yep. Okay run. Kyle says, I just read the clone conspiracy and it's tie-ins. Man, that's emotional stuff going on with Kane. Kane. We still got we still got a ways to go. Yeah. My, My wife th- is super into clone conspiracy. Right oh, she awesome. Loves it. She's good. like, is there a new issue? And when I don't bring one home, she's annoyed. She's ravenous. Yeah. She's got a good taste. Yeah. Kyle says, also, uh, which Spider Man Spider Woman turned up at the the apartment? Apartment the of AT Silk. AT of Silk? That would be Maddie Franklin is the spider woman who turned up in Silk. Um, I don't know what the word is there, but definitely that's the one who, Maddie Franklin, is the one who Silk is dealing with. Yeah. Kyle says he told his brother, who's a part-time comic fan and a huge Cyclops fan, about Death of X, and he legit got sad. Look, you know what? We can't, we're not responsible for all your happy times, okay? Just deal with it. Well, also, not all your sad times. Hopefully oh. you get sad at other things. Yeah. <laughs> uh Freaking really sociopaths kyle says really enjoyed the finale of captain marvel uh didn't see the master twist can't yeah. wait for the mighty captain marvel same here mm-hmm. very excited mm-hmm. did the squadron supreme just slip into factions like nwo hollywood and nwo Wolfpack? exactly like nwo hollywood and nwo wolf thousand percent uh did you guys watch final battle and tables Ladders, and chairs i have not watched final so battle so this is yeah. two wrestling related yeah. uh things we're talking about I have not watched Final Battle yet. I am one match into TLC. I've just had a lot to watch. I watched 205 Live, the first episode. That was, was really good. Rich Swan, So good. Rich Swan is You know what excellent. I found really great about 205 Live, that first episode, was how the crowd came around by yeah, the end. It took a while. They started off very slow. But like these are all people that most of that, like if there's 15,000, yeah. 12,000 people there... Maybe a 1,000 knew them. Yeah. And so by the end, you just had everybody losing it over that. They did not care about the Bollywood boys at the beginning. It's too bad. But by the end, they cared about, like, Rich Swan got them engaged. Yes. Great performer. Totally. Yeah, I I watched uh, TLC, but no Final Battle yet. Uh, Kyle says, Ms. Marvel 13 was so amazing. It gave me a warm feeling in my heart. Not much action, but the story was rad. Rad. And finally, Kyle says, The new wearer of Venom is a bit of a messed up guy. I feel so sorry for Venom. He just wants to be with Flash. Does he? I don't... You know, with Kyle saying that, I just think, wow. I do feel really bad for the symbiote. Like, this is messed up. As something... Oh, now I'm really bummed out. Yeah, and only that, You they... If you really think about it, the symbiote went through all those years of, you know, being with Eddie Brock, being with Matt Gargan, when it was twisted and there was something wrong with it, and then Flash took it to the Clintar planet, finally got it cleansed, finally, and it was finally operating in the way it was supposed to be operating, and after that, like, literally months later, to end up with this horrible guy. Poor symbiote. Hmm. Lance Presley says, Enlisting Colossus's checkered past, you missed that he was also phoenix and dead a time or two. (laughs) You know... That that's that could happen to any of us yeah. being a Phoenix and dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes this is from Rapha B. Sometimes Tweet MashUp. Do you know what Tweet MashUp is? No. Okay. Sometimes Tweet Mashup can be awful. It has our two avatars next to each other. It says Ryan Panagos and Ben Morse. Tweetmashup.com presents the Marvel podcasts are awful. Hey. What? Tweet MashUp. You can go to hell. Yeah. How about that? Go straight to hell, Tweet Mashup. Yeah. We don't need you. Yeah. We don't need you at all. Jump off a long pier on a short dock. Da-da-da-da-da-da. All alright Robert, Captain Rogers, 44, Love Black Widow, number eight, making it my pick of the week. Looking forward to seeing her and Bucky teaming back up. Always love... This Weekend Marvel. Oh. This weekend Marvel. Robert always loves us. <laughs> Thunderbolts, number seven, was great. Steve and Bucky's conversation was fun to read, though uncomfortable knowing what Steve's up to this week in marvel (laughs) agents of shield was amazing can't wait for the next half quake is back but maybe may isn't hashtag director daisy hashtag this week in marvel hashtag agents of shield hashtag hashtag uh simon seb says twin of the week for november 30th was Ms. marvel 13 a lot of love for that issue he says a shame hydra won in real life as opposed to losing like in this comic hot take wow wow there it is uh, Simon says Ms. Marvel 13 needs to be reprinted and given out for free two years from now in time for the midterms uh, yeah we just want everybody out going out and voting getting out there and voting exercise that right yes Simon says reading IVX number zero it looks like we could be getting a heel turn for Medusa and or Emma Frost I feel like Emma's I feel like Emma's pretty solidly Emma turns. feels more like an actual wrestler character because she's been good she's been bad she's mm-hmm. been good she's been bad who knows? Medusa's she's. pretty consistent. Yeah. She she was bad in the beginning, though. She turned good. That's true. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Simon says, I was almost bummed out by Extraordinary X-Men 16. The ending made me feel better, though. Hmm. Totally Awesome Hulk 12 was bittersweet throughout the comic, and it'll be interesting to see where it goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Simon says, Don't really play video games anymore, but after seeing Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, I may have to buy a console now. Uh, numerous people in the office got new consoles for yeah. Black Friday, so it's... It's interesting to watch people getting into this current generation. What uh, what consoles is Marvelous Capcom being on? Did we announce that? It'll yet? be on PlayStation 4, yep. on Xbox One, yep. and on Windows PC. There we go. Yeah. Play it all those ways. Totally. Um, Simon continues, says Drax is one of my favorite parts of Guardians of the Galaxy. Based on the tech- second teaser for GOTG Volume 2, he will be again. He's so great. Yeah. So great. Watching that teaser, now I'm wondering how much of the movie is going to be about Quill wanting to go to the bone zone mm. with Gamora. Uh, hopefully, she gets her own story outside of that. I believe we, w- she will. I, I, I think it's virtually assured that she will not spend her whole movie being lusted after. Well, one of the things that um, James Gunn talked about in... Brazil? In Brazil, yeah. where I was. Uh, he mentioned that the movie is a lot about fathers and sons, mm-hmm. but it's also about sisters, and there's a mm. large part of the story is important about uh, Gamora and Nebula and their relationship. uh, I'm very excited to see that that stuff come together. Uh, Simon continues says, We're getting a season two of Luke Cage! I want to give everyone at Marvel and um, Marvel Television a kiss for this. Uh, Don't know if Luke Cage season two will be better than season one, but I look forward to seeing them try. Mm -hmm. Same. Um... Simon says, "Wasn't that interested in Spider-Man: Homecoming until I saw the new trailer?" What is what is the trend here of Simon being like? I don't want to play video games, but I just saw this, and now I'm going to do this. I don't we're watch movies. Back like, yeah, we're like, what do hey, you he- don't like this thing? Now you will. But what does he do all the time? He hates everything. Nah, he hates everything. The fun. No. no, Simon's our guy. <laughs> um, uh, what else? He says, watching Spider-Man: Homecoming trailer. It looks like they've taken elements of Miles Morales' story and given it to Peter. Why not just give Miles Morales a movie then? I don't know. We don't know all the things about it yet. So we'll see. But just because you take elements doesn't mean that there can't be at another time Mm -hmm. a Miles movie. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Seriously, though, this will be the sixth Spider-Man movie starring Peter Parker. Miles Morales exists and fans want to see him in live action. Hopefully someday. And then Simon says, hashtag give Miles Morales a movie. I love Miles uh, a ton. Hopefully someday. Yeah. Indeed. Tech Lord Pen Lex Pendragon says, I think I found the raw feed for this week in Marvel because I checked the Marvel.com file slash podcast link before my RSS updates. Unedited glory. What's the di- what do you mean unedited? I don't know, but I don't it? like it. It seems weird. It seems terrible. Uh, more from the Tech Lord. Hashtag Horizon Labs. I awed out loud. Bill and Ted forever. Oh, my God. That's the first time I realized that Wiccan and Oakland are named Bill we and Ted. We realized this a while ago. No, I just realized it. <laughs> wow. Was I here when we realized it? I don't know. Oh, my God. We? It's hard. Man. It's hard, guys. We, we, Have you seen Bill and Ted?
2: Excellent adventure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Bogus Journey?
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. Nice. Right, you're nice. Up. You can stay. <laughs> uh, Victor C. Rocco finished us off with... What is the exact email for this week in Marvel? And it is twimpodcast at marvel.com. T-W-I-M podcast at marvel.com. Yeah. You had the uh, wrong email for that other note that you sent, Victor. Oh. Um, so we got your emails. Keep sending them. If those we can answer, we will. Okay, right. And finally, how do I... <laughs> that was that was what I was addressing there. <laughs> You're moving your hand like crazy. I was just like, what are you doing? <laughs> What's going on here? All right. <laughs> that's all we got for this week, folks. Yeah, we did it. All right. Maybe the new comics for the week are out on oh, our Oh, yeah. Desks. Maybe we can go check them out right now. Jazz. What time is it? It's almost 4 o'clock. Oh, my God. I still have so much to do. Mm. Mm. Guys, mm. enjoy things. <laughs> have fun life and love. Eat good food. Pet a...
2: It's like a prayer, like a dinner prayer? Animal,
1: yeah. Like a grace, you know. Grace. Bye, Grace. This is Marvel. You're a unigrace. (laughs)